Well, it's something we saw front and center with our lives earlier this year with the hack of the Colonial Pipeline. Disruption caused chaos and rising gas prices. And today, we're talking with Will Henry, who's the Senior Data Center Analyst here at Gaston County in our Information Technology Department. Will spent a lot of time in the private sector, and he's going to be talking to us a little bit about cybersecurity, about hacks like the ones that happened to Colonial Pipeline, and how the county government is protecting your data and your information from attacks like those. Will, thanks for joining us on Savvy Citizen today. Hi, glad to be here. Thank you for the invite. So, Janet, we're talking a little bit about cybersecurity. Yes, which is something I've, as a as someone that works with the budget, I'm always concerned about cybersecurity and local governments and Cybersecurity can cause a lot of issues in local government, especially lately. And a lot of times you're having to pay these huge ransoms of millions of dollars. And I'm trying to avoid that as much as possible. So <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't need that thrown into my wrench this year, among the other things that happened over the past couple of years. But right. I wanted to bring someone from my IT on to talk about, you know, what the risk is, what happened nationally or what's going on nationally, what the risk is locally, and um, go a little bit into how people at home or, or county employees or you know anyone that has a business to protect or whatever, um, some things they can do to um, protect themselves. Awesome. So as a start, I'd like to give a shout out to Travis Johnson. Uh, he's our uh, uh, cybersecurity engineer. He couldn't be here, so he tapped me on the shoulder, said, hey, come out and make me look good. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so awesome. he said, he said you. Will, you're the guinea pig. There go. you go. Go. It's your turn. It's your time. <laughs> so... Well, first of all, tell us a little bit about your background also. Absolutely. So uh, I've been with the county for about uh, eight months, going on nine months, yay, you know, probationary period, almost over. Uh, But I have 26 years in IT, a lot of security practice, uh, a lot of cloud computing tactics and uh, engineering, a lot of data centers, even prior to coming to Gaston County. So I bring, like I said, 26 years of experience, uh, a lot of applications, uh, a lot of scenarios, and uh, just very happy to put those to work for the county. I know I was particularly excited to, to have you on board because they brought you by to um, for me to meet you, and, and I've been worried about the Microsoft 365 and whatnot, and you had a lot of background in that as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's that's That was uh, one of my key tasks, not just to be hands-on, but to also lead teams globally to the cloud, to Microsoft's cloud. So um, very happy to be here, very happy to get it over with. Yes. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I mean, that whole process, I'm sure you were, uh, we were talking just a few minutes ago. I mean, you guys have been talking about kind of burning the candle at both ends. And, you know, some of of what you guys are doing is after a lot of employees are offline so as to cause a a limited amount of disruption. Exactly. And and that's the key. Make it look transparent to uh, the clients, the end users, you know, uh, to the community. But behind the scenes, uh, do whatever it takes to secure the environment, to present solutions to the environment. That's what we do. Lately, in the news, cybersecurity has been an issue because of the the pipeline. Exactly. Um, that was was that a hack or what happened there? So that was uh, that actually was a hack. It was, uh, from what I understand, it was an accidental hack. However, the repercussions ended up being uh, a ransom being required. Uh, prior to releasing that, the data that was captured. It, it's interesting. It's happening all over. You see it. Uh, the targeted uh, communities really are small to medium companies. Uh, you do find larger companies with vulnerabilities. The why, why did this occur? 
it's 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 all across the board, and uh, I'm sure I'll have an opportunity to talk more about that. So when you say it's the target, it's usually smaller companies. Why do you think that is? Well, a lot of small companies, and albeit local government, uh, the understanding is that they lack budgets to put in sophisticated uh, solutions to avoid these attacks. That's not entirely true, mm. but I'll be honest, it's not entirely false. Either. Right. So because of that, the limitations, uh, because of legacy, legacy excuse me, uh, applications and technology, the vulnerabilities just increase over time. The more a hacker has time to go at you and, and, and penetrate your infrastructure. And, and we were talking just a little bit before we started about, you know, one of the systems that, that the county had that we've moved away from was one of those legacy systems that, exactly. that had some vulnerabilities. And we've moved to um, kind of stronger systems that, that should hopefully be a little bit better and easier for you guys to protect us from those sort of attacks. Absolutely. So it's twofold. First, you must stay up to date with the latest uh, patches, security, vulnerability, whatever the vendor provides. But more importantly, there comes a time when that infrastructure needs to be sunset. So you have to stay on top of the sunset of that infrastructure and, and actually prepare for new solutions to come on board. I know that's something that a lot of people do is they postpone those um, updates on their computer. (laughs) Somebody told me that's like one of the main reasons why this like cybersecurity hacks happen. And so now I do it like it doesn't matter if I'm in the middle of something. I'm like refresh. But do people know to do that or is that something that really can protect people? So it is something and and it does start with it's every cybersecurity or better yet cyber uh, prevention, Mm -hmm. attack prevention. Mm -hmm. It's everyone's responsibility. It does start uh, on the lower level where we patch systems. So we know within uh, the county that this is a concern. People will, I'm in the middle of doing something. Uh, I'm just going to pause or I'm going to uh, say, do it later. Right. We'll give you so many attempts to put us off, but after a certain period (laughs) of time, the way that we have our systems laid out, you're going to get these patches because the bigger picture is we would hate for your system to be... uh, definitely uh, attacked or become vulnerable because it's not just about you. It's about being connected to the county's network and how those vulnerabilities could spread once a system has been compromised. Right. I think the last update I did gave me a little weather thing at the bottom of I'm my so computer. You. That is the latest and <laughs> uh-huh. So um, anyone who's postponing that update, you're missing out on the weather, the little weather thing. And there's news that yeah. comes up with it also. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, and you guys in IT, I mean, you guys do seemingly updates to the, a variety of systems that we run on a weekly basis. I mean, it, it seems like we're getting emails from Pat Shannon or somebody else in IT saying, hey, you know, coming up tonight, you know, these systems are going to be down because we're working on these or we're updating these right. or whatever. So it's, I mean, this is a continuous process for your department. Absolutely. And, and, and you want it to be continuous, trust me. Uh, there's there's new solutions coming on, new modules coming in from vendors where we have to put them in place in a limited uh, span of time. So vendors are, just as we're holding vendors accountable for the infrastructure, they're holding us accountable for proper support. So, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, we're sending out the notifications. We're getting uh, systems updated. And uh, hopefully, you know, this, this is enough. Uh, but we're always looking to find that next way to secure the environment. 
Right. I know of something that you guys implemented. This may have been right before you came on board, but the passphrase, which is not something that I've seen anywhere else. Correct. And I don't even think you have the option to do something like that in other places, to put a space in the middle of, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's that's one of the ways to go about. So so there's something called zero trust. Mm -hmm. And a lot of companies are moving to that model. And what that means is, not only do we not trust those externally that are knocking on the door to access our network, we also don't trust those internally. We want to save the internal environment from themselves. Well, you can go overboard with that, uh, with password resets every 15 days, password resets every 30 days. I I worked for uh, companies and have supported companies where they had every 30 day, every 30 day password resets what we found was a lot of people, because of the frequency, a lot of users, they would just write the new password on a sticky and post it on the bottom of the keyboard where anyone would find it. I, I mean, if I were a hacker, the first thing that I would do, and I made my way physically into someone's uh, environment, I'd start turning over keyboards. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and you'll find it. So the passphrase actually saves us. It's, it's not just uh, a few words, characters, or, or uh, numerals, it's actually a phrase that you're familiar with. You probably won't have to write it down. And what it does is it allows us to no longer have to have those aggressive password resets. Uh, we can we can loosen that up a lot. So that's one of the ways that we focus on zero trust. However, not in every single area, making it a little more broad. Well, also you say, you know, just making the assumption you can't trust internal people either but a lot of these phishing attempts come from what looks like a person internally or what looks like somebody who you're used to working with on the outside that may say oh we have an invoice coming up we need you to pay this so that's yeah I think and one of the ways you guys work to do that is you flag any email that says or that's not coming from within the um, Gaston County um, environment so I think that's actually another thing that Absolutely. I've seen locally is, is yeah, I think there's a couple counties in the area that that's happened to. Um, I don't know if they ended up right. having to pay the, the ransom or, or the fines or whatever, but um, they've had to, yeah, that's how they've gotten in, is it looks like somebody you work yeah. with and somebody you know. And yeah, we've got one. I got a phishing email recently from um, someone that we work with every day. And oh, wow. it was weird, though. I mean, it was worded weird, and it was like an odd request, and we were all like, hmm, no, that's not right. But And that's just one way from uh, impersonation, mm-hmm. that's just one way. I mean, we're, we're moving into a society where everything is going digital, everything is mobile. Then you have to tack on Internet of Things or IoT. You tack on 5G, which is, is going to be implemented very, very soon in a yep. number of municipalities. So as you think of how technology is changing, you have to prepare yourself for the attacks that are going to come. Adam and I, we were talking briefly around with these newer technologies come a lot of uh, bots, uh, a lot of artificial intelligence, a lot of machine learning, where hackers don't even have to sit behind a computer. They write the right algorithm, just go out and find me vulnerabilities, and they, they mistakenly find those vulnerabilities, and that's where they insert either ransom attacks, uh, data encryption, uh, system outages, et cetera. So uh, as technology changes, we're going to have to stay on top of what we do to protect the environment. 
I um, heard recently that hackers, a lot of times they're Russian, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that sometimes they just skip over when they find that a computer's default language is set to Russian. So I'm wondering if we're all going to have to learn Russian soon to protect ourselves. (laughs) Well, let's hope not. Uh, That's that's not on my my translation. I barely know English. Exactly. (laughs) Well, this I was talking to Will about this beforehand, but I mean, this I was actually working in the news industry when this happened, so I stuck in my mind, but there were several counties, and I was looking back at it, I guess Lincoln, and Anson, uh, City of Concord, that were all hit with kind of ransomware attacks back about right. two years ago, and then Met County, they lost a lot of their online systems and applications in a ransomware attack about four years ago. So, I mean, this is, I mean, this this happens on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, and it, it happens, and it, it's up to the hacker to actually exploit those you know, they may sort through, oh, they have a vulnerability, but it's not a big enough deal. Uh, we have to just make sure that we're on top of things, as stated before. We have to stay on top of our infrastructure. We have to stay on top of our uh, solutions. We even have to stay on top of our network to kind of give those early warning signs something's not right. And from a technical perspective, we have to pay attention to those warnings. We can't just silence uh, an alarm that's going off we really have to look more into that and I'm 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 very excited to join Gaston County because that is something that I see a lot of my colleagues doing uh, they don't take many of the alerts for granted they look into them and they work to silence if this is going to be an ongoing false positive let's silence it however if we keep getting alerts you know like they say where there's smoke there's fire mm-hmm. and that's how we treat it yeah I will say our IT department Definitely sends lots of phishing emails and all that, and to the point where I think we're all paranoid. To (laughs) right as you should be. (laughs) Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, it says something about my bank. Okay, this is probably not because I just try to keep the two separate. My personal, you know, my work, and and so if I'm getting a personal bank email to my work, doesn't make sense. So I I probably forward too much. So that's that's a part of the educational piece of it, and and that's a part of the prevention. If it looks funny, weird. It sounds funny, weird, if there's a lot of misspellings or if it's not a, an email account that you're familiar with, more than likely it's a phishing attempt. Treat it with caution. Uh, it has a foreign attachment. It could say, hey, I'm coming from Microsoft at 365.0234.com. You know, pay attention to those little things, and uh, especially if there's an attachment, especially if it's asking for you to provide some sort of information that you normally wouldn't uh, supply on a daily basis, please delete it. Uh, we'll be coming out with some more um, solutions that will allow you to flag those emails because a lot of those are email attempts mm. uh, and attacks. So we're coming out with some new solutions very, very soon uh, that will help you to identify this, uh, those items. It'll help us to identify them and act accordingly on the backside as well. So uh, again, we're, we're churning out the solutions. So I'm um, speaking of emails, I'm looking at stats that someone in IT gave me okay. um, a couple years when I was working on the budget. And it looks like in one month, we processed about 638,000 emails. Less than half of those were accepted. So, so the majority of those were phishing attempts or blocked yeah wow crazy and there just uh was released a report that there's about four thousand uh ransomware attacks 
that occur daily, successful attacks, successful uh, successful uh, locking out of systems, et cetera, deletion of items, it, it occurs about 4,000 per day. So That's crazy. Times 365, that's pretty aggressive. And please don't forget about the times when students get out of school, holidays, those mm. attacks seem to double, triple, almost quadruple. Why is that? Eh, more time on the hands. Yeah. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody like trying out their hand at hacking. You go. Also, I see, I'm looking at some other stats here. I can't even count the number of countries that have attempted to hack oh, the yeah. gas and, just the gas and county system. Like yes. Countries all over the world. It's a lot. I mean, is this just, you know, something that's grown over the, you know, the last 10, 15 years with people that can write these different bots, the different algorithms, um, there's just kind of a, a growth in that, I hate to say industry, but just the number of people that basically do this as a way of trying to make money illicitly. Well, yeah. You've got it. And, and there are those copycats. They put them, uh, the, the writers of uh, exploitation code, they put it out there and anyone can go and grab and be a hacker without even understanding how to code in the language, sometimes without even understanding the results of what they found. So there's a lot of copycats, and it's just becoming a nightmare if you don't uh, wake up and do the needful. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the consequence of getting caught for doing something like that? Is that life in jail, or did people get caught? Well, it varies, and it's interesting that you say that because there's a lot of legislation that has been approved and that will be approved as a result of uh, what's going on but yeah there's there's uh, stiff penalties there's there's a lot of uh, money to be paid uh, uh, there's a uh, there's a uh, civil penalties you can not have a job or, or be denied employment it ranges and it's only going to get worse the more and more these attacks occur you're only protected in Russia, so you better learn Russia if you try no, to. Man. Yeah, I was going to say, there probably aren't penalties in Russia. You probably get some sort yeah, of like an order a of Lenin or something, star. Yeah. 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 Um, so is there anything locally that we should be concerned about? Is I'm, So the East Coast is on that specific pipeline. Or exactly. The, I guess I should say the pipeline is on the East Coast. So that was a kind of a regional concern for us. Yes. Um, anything else that you could think about that would be a regional concern? There's so many things yeah. that, that, you know, it's, it's too many to name. And, and I'll be honest, I don't know them all. Sure. But, but what we do know is that these attacks, they impact not just, uh, not just entities, corporate entities, government entities. They also impact the services that we provide to citizens. Right. And, and if we can, once again, if we can uh, educate ourselves, if we can continue to put in the proper solutions uh, if we can continue to, I don't know, stay abreast of gas apps or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, but as you can see, the impact can be small. It could also be widespread, and uh, it's happening from lumber to gas and petroleum. and it, it, It'll range, and it's just going to continue, but it's a wake-up call to all of us. If you see it in the news and you've seen it occurring, get your house in order. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Savvy Citizen. We're speaking with Will Henry. He's the Senior Data Center Analyst here at the Information Technology Department at Gaston County. What's one thing that kind of keeps you up at night from what you're trying to protect Gaston County from? A lot of the attacks that I've seen have have come through email, 
and they kind of sprout out from there. Um, there's a lot of uh, system work that we're continuing to do, as we've talked about earlier, to refresh the environment, to get rid of older operating systems and solutions in favor of new ones. What keeps me up at night is is the trust that we're putting into the vendors mm-hmm. to provide the solutions. We're making all of the right decisions. We have to trust the vendor at their word, be it Microsoft or whomever, Citrix, whomever. Sure. We have to trust them that they're doing the needful, even our, even our uh, application providers for the network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trusting them. And in that trust, we know that um, if there is uh, some sort of compromise, they're going to be the ones holding the ball to fix, but we have to suffer the consequences of lost business, lost services provided, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really, Adam, what keeps me up at night, the trust that we have to place in vendors, and we have no control over their cloud infrastructure, their appliances that they put out there. So I use, ever since we got Teams, I use Teams almost more than email these days. Is that as big of a concern as email, things like chat services? Not today, but as we open up Teams to uh, the greater community, to communicate with local governments, Mm. uh, have those meetings, we're going to have to secure that just as we would the internal internal environment. So safe today, but tomorrow. But again, we're at the mercy of Microsoft. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that the vendor, we're holding the vendor accountable just as we're holding ourselves accountable. So really, truly, is it safer to, is, are we getting back to pre-internet era and call, like it. calling is the safest way? It. Flip phones oh. for everyone. Write something you know, down on a post-it note and walk it over to somebody. <laughs> exactly. You know millennials don't like phone calls, though. I'm so <laughs> yeah, disappointed to hear that. Everything's a text message <laughs> yep. and, and emojis and yep. the that, likes. That's one of the parts of my job where I sit there and I, I look at my phone and somebody's calling me and I'm like, just text Gosh, me. I've got to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, part right. of my job. I have to answer the stupid phone. <laughs> well, you're the communication man. I know. Of course you do. <laughs> I know, but it's it, it's it's Im- it's embedded in me. Like the personal life part of it is like if right. you truly care about me as a friend, you won't call me. <laughs> you will text me. But <laughs> I to, don't want to talk on the phone. To be fair, I get phone calls from what looks like somebody I know's phone number. It pops up in my phone as you know my sister or whatever, and yeah. it's just it's. It's not my yeah. sister, but once you get them on the phone, you know it's not your sister. Yeah, it's that last chance to uh, extend your warranty on your exactly. car. Exactly. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. Oh, they, Lord. They're desperate to get in touch with you. Exactly. Yeah. Warranty people. Exactly. Not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't know how that became <laughs> the thing. I mean, there's there are all sorts of spam calls, but it seem, seemingly it's like that's the one that, like, they are, they are going to find you. All my past addresses from the last, like, 10 years are getting those exactly. things still. Those poor people that live in those apartments. <laughs> Yes. So do you, can you run over just a few of the tips for keeping yourself safe with cybersecurity um, or keeping your business safe or whatever it may be? Absolutely. As, as we're securing the uh, perimeter, uh, what you can do, and we have these tips on the intranet site, Gaston County's intranet site, just click on cybersecurity tips. But a few are don't give sensitive information out over the phone, never share your password with anyone. And we have to extend that. Also, don't write your password down where someone could find it, i.e., again, right. back, of the lap, uh, back of the laptop or mm-hmm. back of the keyboard. Right. Um, definitely don't download attachments from unknown senders or, and be careful when you're visiting websites. Uh, there's now a lot of cookies that are, 
that every single website has to produce that, you know, by clicking on this website, you're accepting our cookies. Be careful the websites you go to because a lot of those cookies at the wrong website could be malicious. And again, if you have external storage devices, please, please, please unplug them from your PC. You're bringing those items in from an external source, mm-hmm. uh, probably your personal laptop. Uh, so the hygiene may not be the same internally and on the county's systems as at your house. Right. So just be careful about all of those items. This, is, this problem isn't going away. Yeah. And, and we have to have not just the right personnel, but the right systems to protect the county's uh, infrastructure. Uh, we're very happy where we're going. We have a long ways to go. So as stated, be on the lookout. Any tip, any trick that we can find to better secure Gaston County's environment, we're going to put it in place, even if we have to take it out of our hands and put it in the hands of the right vendor. Mm-hmm. So just loving where Gaston County is, loving the things that they're doing, even at their size. I mean, we're one-fifth the size of Charlotte, Right. But we're taking this environment very, very seriously, and that should be comforting to all of the employees. Yeah, comforting, but also you're doing a really great job at making us very paranoid. So that's good. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's part of yeah. the comfort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> comfort through paranoia. Absolutely. Will Henry, Senior Data Analyst with the IT Department here in Gaston County. Will, thanks so much for joining us today. Again, thank you for having me. Thank you.